GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. The Pensioners Forum is an apolitical cooperative group working to improve the lives of pensioners across Gibraltar. They're having their big first general meeting on Thursday and we found out about the issues affecting pensioners in Gibraltar today from Charlie Bishop and Rob Chandler. But first, it was a hero's welcome for the Special Olympics Gibraltar team when they returned to our airport with a total of 15 medals from this year's World Games in Berlin. Five gold, seven silver and three bronze. It was my absolute pleasure to speak to Francis Mauro, Shane Martinez, Annie Riso and Ivan Gomez. This is the hero's welcome that you guys got at the airport uh, when you returned on Monday night. Um, it must have been really lovely, not to, to come back and have so many people cheering you on and be able to show everyone <laughs> your big smiles and your medals, Annie. Yes. It, it was wonderful. Um, it started on the tarmac. We had um, Mr. Sacramento, um, we had Terence from the airport, uh, so a photo call in the dark. That was interesting. And then when they all came out, because Ivan was able to keep the banner that was used at the closing ceremony with our name on it, and he proudly, oh, cool. proudly went through with it. And everybody, what did they do, Ivan, when they saw you? <laughs> well, they did literally wave at us and clap and clap all of us like with our hard work and excellence we have done for Germany and I did it is my idea to bring the sign with us because well our, all of the other countries are bringing it so I thought why not because it is our sign after all is it say Gibraltar <laughs> brilliant and now it's Special Olympics Gibraltar's yes it, it, and it lives on the rock of course, always. <laughs> and I wanted, I wanted Special Olympics to keep that sign as a memory of our trip to Berlin as well. And we wanted to give thanks to Germany for their welcome with us. Was it a good place to visit and to spend some time? <laughs> of course, like it's actually my first trip to Germany. And to be honest, it is quite huge. And I'm actually... <laughs> excited like to experience everything they they have and learn everything brilliant i i can imagine i i have uh don't think i've ever i have visited i have visited germany i have uh but only once and i loved it um uh, and it's a beautiful country and as you say it is massive isn't it yes. so we'll, ha- we'll have to arrange another trip at some point annie <laughs> um um so so what, what 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 is the most important thing when you when you go to a world games is it to win medals or is it to to try your best and and, and maybe Make it get a personal best uh, in in your own discipline. What, what? We were just discussing that before we came in, um, and I think um, both Francis, well, the three of them, were discussing about uh, as long as we know we've done the best that we can, it doesn't matter if there's a medal or or not. A medal, of course, of course, is a plus 
because, you know, they brought the ones that they have won. Um, but if they haven't, as long as they look at their scores or their distance or whatever, and they see they not failed themselves in, in you know, doing slower or whatever, then that is a plus. Uh, that, that's the main thing. But of course they'll want to bring, bring medals back. And and Francis and Shane are wearing a few medals. Do you want to, for anyone who, who missed your, your um, wonderful comments last night, um, can you tell us what you won your medals for, guys? Yeah, I did uh, the seven medals for the um, doubles, Mia Patrick, and I got a single for the um, I Am Sith. And was that in the uh, Tempin bowling? Uh, bowling, yes. Excellent. Yep. Congratulations, Thank Shane. You, and uh, and Francis, tell us what uh, medals you're wearing. I for cycling, I came third for for blunt um, fifteen kilometers. I came um, twenty five, not blunt, and twenty five and second for fifteen for world race, and first ten kilometers world race. Excellent. So all of these were in cycling then. Yes, and and uh, and that's a, a new sport for you at Special Olympics yes. level. Yes, the first time we released cycling for World Games. But you look like you've got the physique for it. You're tall and strong. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not surprised that you brought back yeah. some medals. But um, but it's it's great that you can go to a new championships and take on a new. Sport and, 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 and expand what, what the Special Olympics team is doing, no? Well, Francis is... Uh, well, we have several athletes like Francis, but Fra Francis particularly is, is an all-rounder. He does athletics, he does swimming, and uh, he needs to be needs to feel that he's uh, pushed to limits. And he started cycling with a family, as they, as they do, they go to Spain and all that. And uh, it was a late entry because we get our quota, but I wrote in and I said, look, we have uh, a an, an cyclist who's well... Well, well, games prepared, and what more preparation than, than the three events? He's actually come back with medals in the three events, and he's only had under a year to actually learn all the all the rules. And uh, I mean, thankful to lots of people have come forward to support his coaches, his dad, who had to study all the rules and all that. But uh, particularly the last gentleman that was helping Francis, somebody called Lee. I can't remember his surname. Oh, Lee. 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 I remember. Lee. Uh, you know, he's gone to the Island Games and that, and gave gave him the final tips that Francis needed to know how to, you know, use his glitz and. Excellent. And uh, yeah. And, and was it was it very different to cycle in Germany compared to cycling in Gibraltar and Spain? Yes, completely different. When was I training here was uh, with less people, with like friends all that. When I went to Germany, when I know what groups, we have to cycle with groups and go behind all the time. And was, and I wasn't prepared for groups. I was mainly prepared for going behind. Right. All that. Yeah, I can imagine. So that's a, a big difference. So yes. that, that that makes your achievement all the more special. Thank you. You're clearly a talented sports person. Um, a fantastic. And, uh, a, a, and it's a, the trip um, benefited from um, sponsorship and, and, and a lot of collaboration and teamwork, no, uh, Annie? It's um, really about team yeah, building. I mean, and we, were, we were short of about 20,000 at the end and we launched uh, Sponsor an Athlete and it was like crazy. Uh, 
obviously we had some support from against Samantha who got hold of contacts that she had and people were coming forward were so, that's so a, grateful a, that's um, Samantha Sacramento yeah, government yeah, minister yeah. we're so grateful to all these people that actually came forward because that 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 bit that we had left to to raise was covered by sponsor and athlete people uh, which was really at the last minute which I haven't been able to thank all of them properly yet but I said that when we get back from the games we'll we'll do our welcome back party at some point and have everybody come together and uh, talk to the the athletes that they've sponsored and share and it'll be nice and we'll have photographs up and the things that that sounds like good no party I don't think anybody would say no to a party, especially in summer. Um, Ivan, what was? Uh, let, let's ask you about um, uh, about the golf. How how did that go? And, uh, to be honest, it's actually quite new to me. Like um, at Germany, like the golf, the golf course was actually new. Like there was so much trees and new fields that I haven't tried, and it's way. It's way bigger and more challenging, to be honest. More challenging than the one in Spain, in San Roque. Because that's where you've been training, no? Yes, all the time. And sometimes in another golf course at Spain. I think it's called um, Alcadesa. Excellent. Um, and uh, you managed to, to finish in fourth place. Yes, like I tried, this is actually my first time in a world game, so I have to literally give it my best. But I don't know if it's good enough because I came fourth, but at least I hey, done everything. Annie, it's, these guys are setting the, the bar really high. I know, I know. I mean, that that is the attitude when they go. And I'm saying it, it was just one stroke short to have got the bronze. But when he looks at his scores or his points, he he was there. He was there. So so if it was fourth, it doesn't matter. It was fourth, but you were there. Yeah, I literally had a good experience, even though I came fourth. I'll never forget that trip. It's actually quite a good new experience for me. So maybe I, if if the next game if the next game comes, I might do better. Well, I mean, that's great that you want to push yourself, but I mean, fourth, it's a world games after all. So you're competing against athletes from a lot of different countries and um, and you are within touching distance of a medal. So I can understand your frustration, but I think you should also feel proud of of doing so well and finishing fourth among an international field. Of course. I am feel proud of myself. I should always stay positive and make sure never let negative get the better of me. Because in a competition, you should always stay positive. Because when it comes to pushing your limits, you should always give it your best. You guys have a really good positive mental attitude, which I think will help you not just in sport, but, but in, in all walks of life. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you guys have worked on deliberately ahead of the World Games? It's uh, what what co what we uh, when you're coaching. It's not just uh, coaching on on the, on the on the field or whatever. It's always about positive attitude. It's always understanding that you can't win all the time. That you need to be ready to maybe not make uh, the mark. But as if you don't make the mark, then you look and see what you have done. Uh, and if it's not a mistake that you've done or whatever, you will see it through uh, your your scores uh, to, just to make it brief, brief um, 
But when they're away from Gibraltar, I don't know what happens. It's the adrenaline. I've said, you know, it's the adrenaline kicking in, and they really, really want to be coming back to what they received at the airport the other night, which was tremendous, and be proud of what they've done. But uh, we have to work it that they don't feel as if uh, if they didn't get a medal that they failed in any way because they haven't. You just get pressure, just huh? getting to the World Games is sufficient, and then they then have to work. And the coaches have to watch you. <laughs> right. What would your message be, guys, for any young athlete um, who is preparing for a tournament or a competition? What would your message be now that you've got this experience and you've done well in your competitions? What would you say to a young person who's going maybe for the first time? Francis, do you want to go first? Or? Um, don't think about it and try your best. And you always do your times well. Excellent, Shane. Yes, uh, and is 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 um, never good well upon the bowling, but not good. And then we have um, everything's good, but not good. Good, stay positive. But, uh, no, I'm really happy for our family and my work. You should my, be happy. My work is. I'm really proud for my work. So you, you've been supported by your family and by your work colleagues yes. as well? Yes, I'm working at the uh, GSLA. At the GSLA? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yes, I am. Excellent. I'm sure they were really proud Everything of you, Shane. happy. So now when I met them and I said to my work, and I said, congratulations, happy, and that, and then and welcome back. There's so <laughs> many people that make them people. feel... Yeah. Good. So good. Sorry, Jonathan said there's so many people that uh, are so admiring of them. It just gives them the confidence that you're seeing from them and they're just so proud when they get back. Excellent. Um, last words uh, for Ivan. What would your advice be to a young athlete? Hmm. I would normally say, don't be afraid of losing. It's okay to fail. But the only thing worse than failing is not even trying. Because when you try, you get better at it. And the more you get better, the more chance you might see the world that you're actually successful for everything you've done and you've put into. <coughs> Excellent. <coughs> very wise words. I'm just going to read very quickly some comments that we have for you guys. Uh, Christian Santos, the outgoing mayor, congratulations. What a great achievement. The team has worked so hard and they've reaped the rewards that they deserve. Uh, Christian Santos said he's very proud of everyone involved. Uh, Eddie Wood said, uh, warmest congratulations to you. You've made Gibraltar proud. Jane said, 15 medals. Well done to everyone who took part. That's uh, such a brilliant result for a tiny place. Congratulations from loads of people, including Brenda and Anna who says, Vien hecho, chicos. And uh, Tanya <laughs> says, well done, everyone, involving those competing, but also their coaches, their families, and their work colleagues. Yes. Mm -hmm. So thank <laughs> yes, you so much uh, to <clears throat> Francis Mauro, Shane Martinez, Annie Riso, and Ivan Gomez. And congratulations once again. Thank you, thanks. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank, thank you, Jonathan. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Talking about pensioners now for the next 10-15 minutes. Uh, the Pensioners Forum is an apolitical cooperative group 
working for the improvement of pensioners' lives across Gibraltar and it's hoping to ensure that the voice of pensioners is heard and represented when it comes to policy-making, decision-making and community initiatives. And uh, it's made up by the union, Unite, by the Gibraltar General and Clerical Association, by the Teachers' Union, the Gibraltar NASUWT, and also by the Senior Citizens Association. And it's a pleasure to say good afternoon to Charlie Bishop and also Rob Chandler. Thank you for joining us, gents. Good afternoon. Um, this good, is, afternoon. good afternoon. This is a fairly young project um, and uh, and you've got your first big meeting tomorrow, right? That's correct. Um, tomorrow, Thursday, we're meeting at the Charles Hunt uh, room in the McIntosh Hall at 630 and we'd like to urge all pensioners uh, to come along and uh, highlight any problems or any issues they would wish us to address. Yeah. And, and you've got a, a, a sort of a short list of things that you're expecting or, or know people uh, are having issues with. Yeah. Financial hardship, health care, uh, the abuse of, of uh, elderly people physically, emotionally, financially. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mobility. Gibraltar is a, is a rocky place with lots of hills and, and uh, it's a small place as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where do we start? What do you think tops the list for pensioners in Gibraltar? Well, we cannot actually say one specific thing tops the list. We've just started and these are some of the issues that we've already come across. Um, which one is the more important? I think all of them are important, really. So we will be addressing all of them, really. And we've had a few new things. Uh, for example, we've had the Financial Services Commission get in touch with us. They would like to educate and inform pensioners of how to best look after their money because pensioners tend to be the biggest group that are victims to scamming at the moment. And that is a big problem as well. So we're very grateful that they've got in touch with us. We've also had the Citizens Advice Bureau get in touch with us and they would also like to help and informing pensioners on certain issues. Um, So what we want is to as many people as possible to come along to the meeting and uh, we're going to listen to their views. Okay, that's great. So a reminder that that's tomorrow at the Charles Hunt Room at uh, the John McIntosh Hall and that starts at 6.30. Correct. Um, when the worst of the heat has passed. Porque hace calor. It's very, very <laughs> it, hot. It's, yeah. it's got very hot in recent days. I know. Um, uh, let's bring in Rob. Uh, Rob, um, you're representing in this forum, you're representing the Senior Citizens Association, which for so long was championed by Manolo Ruiz, who we remember very fondly. Uh, Manolo died uh, at the end of 2021. Uh, but he was he was a champion, wasn't he, for senior citizens' issues? Actually, he was not just a champion. He he was a great humanitarian, and his approach to dealing with pensioners' issues was very, uh, well, I would call the Gibraltar way, really, which was like apolitical. He knew everybody, and he had his way of getting things done. Um, believe it or not, I actually never met the man. Um, I I came in um, uh, just after he died, and I met his son. Um, who's a chip off the old block, really, is a, a medical doctor and a, a very humble man. Um, and basically, I got to read uh, all the letters and everything that he put together because when he passed, sadly, um, 
the, the, the he had two two people helping him, uh, Mr. John Murphy and a Mr. John Norton, and uh, they're very senior in age. And uh, all I had was the documentation. And 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 when people pass, the the documentation that they leave uh, is very important. And I I realised what he was involved with. And as the years gone on. Um, he, he raised, for example, like 100,000 towards uh, panic buttons. and he, he got involved in everything. But he never made a fuss. He never made a, a drama. He, he, he was able to influence the powers that be. Uh, and I have a, as time's gone on, I've, I, I, from the people I've met who knew him, um, I've just built a, an enormous respect for the guy. Uh, what I found out was that one man uh, can't you can't replace what he did and i'm delighted that the new uh, pensioners group has formed and that this meeting is extremely important that we carry on those good works because the life of pensioners is is not always an easy one i know we work uh, all those years to have a happy retirement but actually when it comes down to it um you know as time goes on we we do lose our faculties things do become difficulty like mobility and everything else that goes on um and 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 really uh, things like technology and simple things of accessing uh, facilities, you need help. Uh, and life really does need help uh, when you get to a certain age. Um, it could be simple things like banking, getting hold of your money. Um, I don't know about you, but when I want to transfer some money these days, I need passwords and I need Absolutely. pens and everything Well, else. I was going to say that part of the moment that we're living in, um, in society in Gibraltar, it, 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 there's a lot of technological change and, and that brings with it challenges uh, and uh, and as you're pointing out there Rob um, it means that things that had been done in a particular way are no longer done in that way so like checks for example we, we, we they don't not used anymore are they and people might have relied on checks previously um, so so banking is one of the things that, that yeah. you want to talk about I mean, Charlie? no doubt sort of elderly people also like the personal contact you know as things were done before and, you know, I realise that we're now living in a, in a new society and things have actually got better. <laughs> in many ways. In many ways, you know, we're not here to be... It's not about criticising or the... I'd rather be a pensioner in Gibraltar than, any, than in England, for example. Uh, you know, we're not... Uh, but along with the new society comes new issues and new problems for, uh, for pensioners. And these are some of the things that we want to try and address so that we can actually improve life. We're all going to be pensioners one day, hopefully, uh, if you last, you know, and, and, uh, and many young people will have uh, parents who are pensioners and grandparents, you know. So it is something that concerns all of us because we want to keep improving life for pensioners and not just rest on our laurels, so to speak. Now, healthcare becomes particularly important the older you get because, you know, you expect to have more uh, issues that uh, you need seeing. Um, but um, one of the things that's happened in recent years as well is that um, because of the ongoing Brexit saga, um, we no longer have access to healthcare in Spain in the way that we used to. and uh, And that means that we require insurance um and and some people have it as a result of their uh bank 
uh, arrangements already. Mm-hmm. But GBC understands that um, uh, pensioners, in particular the older pensioners who, let's say, are, are over the age of 80, are finding it difficult to get that insurance. And in fact, some haven't been able to. And as a result, they used to go to Spain for whatever it was, to, to do a bit of shopping, to go to a restaurant. They used to do that regularly and now can't. Yes, I understand that is a problem at the moment. Uh, some people find it difficult to get insurance at certain ages. And from what I hear, yes, some people are being restricted to staying in Gibraltar because they're scared that something might happen to them when they cross over and they're not covered by insurance. So it is a problem. I don't... I'm not sure how it works in the UK. I Somebody told me, and I'd have to look further into this, but UK citizens have been covered in t- by the British government in terms of when in the agreements they've come with the EU to be able to travel within the EU. And the, but we are not included in that. So that is a problem specifically for Gibraltar pensioners, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay, well, th- I mean, there's a, there's a lot of issues to talk about. And I think we'll be going down um, to, to talk to you about your uh, meeting tomorrow afternoon. But uh, before we let you get back to your day, let me ask Rob, um, if to what extent you think that loneliness and social isolation is an issue, despite Gibraltar being a closely knit community? Is it something that you think is affecting pensioners? Um, I've dealt with a lot of uh, senior citizens uh, personally and uh, privately over over the years, and loneliness is a huge issue. Um, It's all about respect. It's all about respect and dignity at the end of the day. Uh, When you have a very proud man, he doesn't really want to ask for help. Um, when you've got carers coming in and out, uh, dealing with uh, certain services that you need, it, it's, it is a very lonely experience. And let, let's be honest, um, you know, you are towards the end of life and you do see your friends and you do see your loved ones pass. Um, the, one of my greatest fears is if I was to lose my partner and if I'd been together for 50 or 60 years and then they're no longer with you, um, you can't help but feel traumatised and lost in those days. No amount of you might have your children and your grandchildren if you're blessed with those, but if you don't, it, 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 it can be a very, very lonely experience. All the more um, reason then for the pensioners forum getting together and, and and providing this place for these discussions to happen and and for. Um, older people to feel like they they have a voice. Uh, we look forward to reporting. You want to say something else before yeah. we leave, Charlie? Very quickly. Sheltered housing is something that has uh, has come up as well recently since I appeared on television, where people have approached me saying, "Look, I live in a two bedroom flat. I don't want to live there anymore. I'm on my own. My neighbours have changed. I'm suffering from depression. I hardly go out. I want to be in sheltered accommodation." And I think, obviously, that's an area that needs to be expanded and we need to provide more sheltered housing as people grow older. Well, as the public broadcaster, we're here for you, so use us as you want and let's continue to talk about uh, pensioners' issues. Um, Tomorrow, reminder, Thursday at 6.30 at the Charles Hunt Room, you'd invite all pensioners to to come down and and have their voices heard. Absolutely. Yes, we we definitely need their voices heard. Um, You're you're not alone. There are people there to support you. 
you. And there are actually very good services that you might not even recognise that are actually existing already. Um, and you are not alone and your voice can definitely be heard. Thank At the end of the day, they are baby boomers. They are a wealthy... Uh, the, the, the most wealthy generation, really, of the baby boomers. Thank you. Thank you so much to Rob Chandler and to Charlie Bishop. That meeting's happening at the John McIntosh Hall tomorrow at 6.30. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.